For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of work. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Richard Skipper Celebrates. Now, I know that this type of a show is normally done on a Friday as we wrap up the week. But I've gotten a lot of response that a lot of people, believe it or not, these shows are my highest rated shows. These and the Let That Go shows with Kasira McKee on Sundays normally that I decided to kick off the week today. Now I'm in my pajamas today because we're having a virtual pajama party. A few days ago, I actually saw a post from a well-known entertainer on Facebook, and she said, it's five o'clock and I'm still in my pajamas. Well, anyone who knows me, I get up in the morning, uh, I set my alarm clock, believe it or not, with the sunrise. I get up early in the morning and I am out the door, I go for a walk, and I am never in my pajamas this late in the day. But today is an exception because today is National Family PGA, uh, PJ Day. And all of you are family. So today we are actually going to have a few of my guests that are on the show. We are, I've asked them all to be in pajamas. Some may be in pajamas, some may not be. And no, it's not that type of a show. Um, I also, uh, because it is National American Teddy Bear Day, once again, I have my little skipper teddy bear. Um, there is someone here who proposes to be a queen. So I have my crown today. Uh, I see that uh, she's already laughing in the wings, but there may be more than one queen on this show today. So <laughs> I'm wearing my queen and uh, my crown in her honor, but I'm actually going to bring on our first guest today. I am so excited because he actually came on uh, at the last minute uh, and he can let you know whether or not he wears a crown. Uh, he is one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, he was on the show uh, not too long ago. Robert Patrick is here. He is an amazing playwright. Uh, I first became aware of Robert, uh, as uh, many people did, uh, through uh, Kennedy's Children. And uh, But I have followed him over the years. And uh, we had him in New York for a long, long time. But now he is on the West Coast. And uh, he asked me as uh, we went live, Robert, are you wearing your pajamas? Well... Richard, I just turned 85. Congratulations. I have 10 sets of black pants, black fleece pants, and 10 black turtleneck sweaters. I, When I take off one set, I put on the other. I wake in them. I sleep in them. I, conv I convince myself I look like Audrey Hepburn in Funny Face. <laughs> <laughs> the fact is, I'm just that funny old gray-haired man who's always in the black turtleneck sweater. So, yes, I am in my sleeping clothes. Well, good for you. Now, do Can you I stand? Uh, sure, go ahead and stand. Let us see them. 
For what it's worth, you're the first person to see me in my sleeping clothes in 20 years. <laughs> I don't believe you, but there you All are. Nothing to see. Uh, now, do you know Carol Cook? Hello? Do you know Carol Cook? No. Well, Carol Cook, uh, her she's always in black. Her entire wardrobe are these black dresses, black caftans, everything is black. And it's very interesting. Uh, Russ Woolley, who may be watching, uh, he may be watching on his TV, so I may not see him here. But Russ and I produced Carol a few years ago at 54 Below. And uh, all of the dresses that she brought were all black. But uh, recently, as you know, we lost uh, the entire world is devastated by the fact that Leslie Jordan passed away too soon. Uh, but uh, a very sordid wedding uh, popped up on Netflix and I decided to watch it. And Carol Cook was in this movie and which was just filmed just a few years ago. I was shocked to see her in hot pink. So <laughs> I mean, because I am so used to seeing her. I mean, she's still, uh, she's 98 and her, she's got this flaming red hair and there she was in this movie uh, in this hot pink uh, ensemble. So I, you were on the show not too long ago, uh, and I just want to know what's been going on in your life since you were last here. Oh, well, I, I live in L.A. I usually run with a much younger crowd of theater people, and I don't know any other people my age. So what I've been doing this year is trying to find organizations where I can meet more people my own age. And last night, I went to see a young friend do a poetry reading out in next door to Universal Studios. You know, one of, one of those tucked away, little, very rich LA neighborhoods. And we went into a, what must once have been a garage and also was Ruth St. Dennis's dance studio at some point uh, to see my young friend read his poetry. But before he came on as the featured poet of the, of the evening, they had a couple of dozen uh, guys my age, you know, old, old art fairies. <laughs> and they all read poetry, and I was allowed to read some poems of mine. And it was so great communing. I love my young friends. And I do a lot of shows with them. But it was so great to be communing with people who probably they were wearing their pajamas too. That's wonderful. I love point. it. Uh, at, at a certain age, the appearance becomes, as I believe they say in Fuji, rather a bore. Well, good for so you. It's fun to be with all these older people. And uh, the night before that, I had been to a showing of a film called AIDS Diva about a woman named Connie who was apparently a, a tremendous force in the fight against AIDS in LA and San Francisco. Connie Norman, I think it is. Okay, okay. And again, uh, I was gratified suddenly that, Almost the entire audience was people my age. 
Wow. I, I wonder if other people are as happy. You know, I'm happy to be with my young friends, but it's so such fun to be with people who knew the same movies and the same books and the same plays and the same pop music and had the same problems getting up and sitting down in the soft theater seats. Well, that's wonderful. That's, that's been great fun. Um, I don't know what else to tell you. I, I have a, what my friends consider an idiosyncrasy. I sleep on the floor. I've always, since I was a tiny little boy, preferred to sleep on the hard floor. It's good for the back. Well, maybe so, that. Well, maybe that's the secret right there. Well, and uh, uh, my only problem now is it's a little harder getting up in the morning. Well, <laughs> I I, uh, I I sleep in a, a very a wonderful sleeping bag in my blacks. <clears throat> so there's a lot of fabric to shove aside. I don't know if this is the sort of gossip you want on the show. No, well, what you're telling me is absolutely a part of this. We celebrate each and everything here. I want to explain to everybody uh, about the uh, message uh, scrolling on the bottom of our screen here. Uh, one of our, if you saw the show on Friday afternoon, we had an amazing show. We had six incredible men on the show. And one of those men happened to be Sean Patrick Hartog. He has an incredible new CD out. Uh, this is his debut CD celebrating the music of Mario Lanza. Um, it's not an impersonation, it's just celebrating his music. As you can see here, he's gonna be at the Green Room uh, 42 in New York, but his new CD uh, is, uh, this is to celebrate the new CD. And we're gonna be giving away uh, one of his CDs today, uh, generous gift from uh, Sean. And all you need to do in order to be eligible to win this CD is to comment with the word, uh, hashtag innovation. And before we bring on our next guest, uh, Robert, you have always been uh, very innovative in this business. Um, what does the word innovation mean to you uh, when it comes to your career and to your personal life? Well, I, my public life has largely been in underground theater. And theater is a weird art to be involved in. The elements of it have been the same since ancient Greece. People stand up on a stage and pretend to be somebody else and go through a story. The, I was privileged to be present at the Cafe Chino, which was the first underground theater in New York and the first gay theater in the world. So our innovations were we had always only seen Broadway theater. Mm -hmm. So here we were with a coffee house with 40 seats in it and eight tables. And we, we had nothing. The man who ran it, God bless his heart, Joe Chino said, here's my floor, do what you have to do. So we had to find many innovative ways of writing and producing and acting and even lighting plays to have as much effect just standing in the middle of a grotty little coffee house in Greenwich Village as we had seen people make on Broadway with a billion dollars set in chorus girls. Joe Chino called us his Rockettes after the Radio City Music Hall Rockettes. But uh, it, 
the main innovation that I was involved in artistically was discovering you can do anything, you can make anything happen on a bare floor if you have enough imagination, talent, and determination. Amen. We couldn't have a door, so we'd pantomime opening a door. And people would say, I could actually hear the door slam. You all acted so well. Is that what you need? That's exactly what I need. So I need you to do one other thing. I need you to pick a number, one through four. I've got four mystery questions. So you get to pull your own questions. So it's one through four. Four. And the question is, what triggers you? How can you transform your response in that area? Is there anything that really triggers you these days? Yes. Uh, the internet. Suddenly, you don't have to fight to be produced, to be published, to be exhibited in the gallery. You won't get paid, but you can present to 8 billion people the work you do. So I can write a poem here in my little old man's apartment in Los Feliz, Los Angeles, and put it online. And if they want it, 8 billion people can read it. And the excitement of that audience being always available and, my, and the contact to them always open is, is what triggers me most. Although the trigger for any particular poem or song or play may be quite, you know, quite something else. I can be walking down the street and see, <laughs> the other day I was walking down the street <laughs> and at Hollywood and Vine, a car stopped and they shoved a woman out of the passenger side window on, onto the asphalt. She was screaming and cursing in the violence language. And she reached into the car and pulled another woman out and was pulling the woman's hair and beating her up. Oh my now, God. If you're a playwright and that happens in front of you and you don't get an idea for a play, you should get out of the business. Oh my God. So what was the idea that you got for the play? <laughs> Well, I'm going to start, I'll start it by having somebody drag a woman out of a car onto the street and we'll see wow. where it goes from there. Well, uh, on that note, let's drag our next guest on. How about right. that? So you pull a number, one through three. What, me? Yes. Oh, uh, three. Well, he just got here, so let's uh, pull him on. I am uh, very excited that he's here because he's actually part of our twosome today. I'm going to pull this up here because he is going to be appearing at Chelsea Stage. Uh, if that doesn't let him know who's coming up next. Uh, are you ready? Uh, he's nodding, I guess. Uh, and that's Sean Harkness. Sean, Hello. I haven't seen you in a while, so welcome to the show. It has been a while. Can I know it's been okay? a while. The last time I saw you, you had a beard. Yeah, that just happened a few days ago. <laughs> so meet Robert. Have you and Robert ever met? Not no. officially. Hello. I certainly recognize you, though, and brilliant to listen to you. Yes. That's Sean, because I use the internet for self-promotion. Yes. So, Sean, I have to ask you, uh, it doesn't look like you're in your pajamas today, however. I think you just <laughs> ran in from somewhere. 
No, I'm actually here in uh, in the recording studio uh, that I'm going to be working a lot at these days, right here on 36th Street, 37th Street. And uh, yeah. Well, what do you, you got for are me, probably, I mean, when you are as great as you are, uh, and you are great both on and off stage, I will say that, uh, you're in demand. Uh, so uh, I know that COVID uh, shut everybody down. Last night, uh, and if you didn't see this, I hope that everybody will get a chance to see this. Um, Michelle Obama has a new book out. And there was a great interview on ABC last night. And her mom was on the interview. And uh, Robin uh, 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 Givens was, uh, was asking about this. Uh, asked her mom what was the greatest thing that has happened to her recently. And she said, COVID. I didn't have to see anyone for two years. Mm -hmm. And I know you being so much in demand, I want to ask, did you take advantage of that time off? And did you get a chance to really uh, pull back and relax at all? Or were you... Uh, no, that, that's a that's an interesting way to ask that question. Um, so yes, yes, and yes. Uh, it was obviously devastating um, for for a number of you know professionally and personally, and it was so uncertain for the first stretch of it. We didn't know how long it would last, and you know, so it wasn't like a clear cut thing where you can say, okay. I'm going to compose my sonnet now. You know, it was more like, you know, are, are we going back to work next week or the week after? Wait, a month? God, can we last a month? What do you mean six months? Wait, you know, so there was so much of that that the adjustment was odd and unclear. That said, once we figured out what was going on, um, I was, thanks to the community of people uh, that... Um, I know, I won't say network, I'll say community, because it does take a village. And thanks to those people, I was able to stay active. Uh, I got really good at Pro Tools and recording at home. I do have a, a beautiful uh, soundproofed, tuned uh, studio and good microphones and Pro Tools and all that. And I was able to do some productions and make tracks and do videos. I learned way more about video editing than I ever wanted to know and happily pass that job on to anybody else who's good at it and enjoys it. <laughs> but I love the audio part. Um, and yes, I, I, there was time. That I liked. I missed that in a sense. I could spend an hour just trimming my bonsai tree and thinking about it and whatever else mm. would come to mind. I could uh, read a book or watch a movie or compose a tune or take a walk spend time with my lovely wife and do things at a relaxed pace, which is rare. And I enjoyed that a lot. Um, and I missed that, but I don't miss the reason why, of course. Of course. Uh, now, as things started to open up again, uh, mm -hmm. did it feel like the floodgates opened for you? Because oh. uh, I, I mean, you are so incredible at what you do. I'm sure that everybody wanted you. I wanted well, you for the 10th and I couldn't get you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and why is that, Regina? Ha ha ha. Because um, we, yeah, uh, there were the backlog of things that were supposed to happen during the quarantine 
And then there was a whole, you know, of course, all the new things that are continually being developed and, and, and in production. So, yeah, there's always something to do. In fact, I, I, my kind of catchphrase has been no matter where I am or what I'm doing, I'm supposed to be doing something else. I'm letting somebody down. And that's hard. That's stressful. Um, mm -hmm. But I love the uh, the activity and the engagement. And, uh, you know, well, I'm going to ask you the same question that Robert pulled. Uh, what triggers you in these days? What I'm sorry, again? What triggers you these days? Triggers me. Um, selfishness, inconsiderate behavior, um, rudeness. Uh, that odd coupling of ignorance and arrogance that so often go together, um, and quite conversely. I'm really, really, really easy to please with the simplest acts of kindness <laughs> uh, and you very easy to disappoint with the simplest acts of rudeness. And you see it everywhere. I don't need to list it. But That's uh, that's right. That's right. So you get to pull a mystery question as well. One through three. One through three. I'll go with two. And the question is, if you could meet any historical figure, uh, who would you choose and why? Wow. To meet, mm. wow. <laughs> well, I'd love to spend a day with with Glenn Campbell. Ah, oh, wow. <laughs> Did you ever meet him? No, he was the reason I picked up a guitar. And uh, and uh, oddly, our our careers, well, aside from you know the glamorous, uh, very successful life that he had. Uh, but my, my career kind of mimics his in a sense where, you know, he wasn't just a guitar player, damn good one, but he was an accompanist to stars. He was a writer, had his own show. He, is a, he played, he was in the wrecking crew and played with the Beach Boys. Oh, and no. Can else. you believe it? You know, he's just, he, he clearly. And he acted. And he yeah. acted. Don't forget True Grit. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yes, you know, he just loved to play and did it in every possible way imaginable, and I, I love that. But I, you know, I, I would probably opt more for somebody literary, you know, P.G. Woodhouse or, uh, mm. uh, or or one of the previous Dalai Lamas or something. I don't know. That's a tough question because there's wow. so many. Well, there is someone you get to meet in person, and that would be our next guest. Yay. So you get to either pull number one or number two. One. Well, I guess I should put the crown back on. Uh, <laughs> so uh, she would know who I'm pulling on. And you actually are working with her. Yay. So here you are. Uh, it must have been the mistletoe. So <laughs> I'm going to pull uh, Regina Zona on. Hello, Regina. Hello. You knew exactly who I meant when I pulled the crown. Well, of course I did. <laughs> I did. And you said, and when you introduced the whole crown thing, you said there is someone that supposes to be a queen here as a guest. I don't suppose to be a queen, Richard. Uh, I am a queen. <laughs> <laughs> Robert. Well, <laughs> I mean, there might be another one, but I am 
the queen yes absolutely so the holidays are upon us you know last night on our show we I, we had our, my friend doug McAllister. i'm sending positive thoughts out i don't know if he's watching live right now or not but doug tomorrow is having shoulder uh, replacement surgery mm. so we're sending positive vibes his way but his house is already decorated for oh Christmas. God. And, but he, you know, he says he starts as early as uh, Halloween. Uh, that's a little too early for me. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, most holiday albums are done in July. When oh, did the yeah. two of you start working on this album? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's interesting because um, we actually started working oh, excuse on me, it. I have to respond. I'm bringing yeah. this comment up on screen. You've got to see this. Oh, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> indeed. Yes, yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, we, we started talking. Actually, it's, it's interesting because I actually asked Sean to do this Christmas album with me um, a full year and a half ago. And we started working on it, I think, or, and really talking about it just after the new year of 2022. Um, and then I think one of our very first rehearsals was actually on Easter Sunday. And we thought, well, this brings, this is like, this is what they call full circle, singing Christmas carols on Easter Sunday, right? That's, that's the way that it's supposed to work, right? But, um, but yeah, we were in the studio in, I think, in, in June or, or July. Yeah. We yeah. were in the studio for two two dates, I think, in July. <clears throat> and um, the CD was just released on November 1st. So it's ready for everybody to uh, uh, get their stocking stuffers and, and get their CDs for all of their loved ones. And it is streaming on all platforms. All platforms. Absolutely. They can go right now and hear it all. That's great. And I do yeah. want to let everyone know that not Sean, unfortunately, uh, but Regina and I are going to be sharing the holidays together on December 10th. Regina, thank you for saying yes. Oh, uh, and I'm bringing this up. We are doing a Christmas holiday uh, concert together at uh, Christ Church here in Spark Hill. Uh, so please, if you're in Rockland County or anywhere near, come and join us. Leroy Reams is going to be joining us. Carolyn Montgomery, Rita Harvey, uh, Neil Berg. I mean, a lot of amazing. You know, I, I went to college with Rita Harvey. We both went to Northwestern University together. And Rita and I dated in college. No, Did I'm making you? No, no, I'm making Wow. I was like, that, <laughs> that is news breaking. I start rumors. I start Woo, rumors. Fabulous. Well, I want to ask you, we're going to bring our next guest on in a few moments, but uh, what triggers you, Regina, these days? Well, it's a, you know, that's a really interesting question because I think that when, you know, when I first hear trigger, I think of the negative stuff mm -hmm. and actually, I mean, not, not to be a copycat or anything, but everything that Sean said pretty much triggers me. Politics triggers me. Mm -hmm. uh, ignorance triggers me on the, on the negative side. Um, but 
let's talk about what triggers me on the positive side. What that really good. Good. Yes, what really triggers me on the positive side, what 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 gets my blood flowing um, is collaboration. I have to say I adore collaborating me with me other too. musicians and and I mean I I feel so privileged to be collaborating with Sean on this album and so fabulous. But you know I was I was um sharing with somebody somebody was asking me uh, a couple of years ago, you know, do you miss singing opera and and you know being on the opera operatic stage and and you know what the thing is that that yes I I mean, I love opera. I loved singing opera. I had a I had a beautiful operatic career. But what really turned me on about opera was being in a room with other singers who were as good or better than I was. Um, a director, the costume designer, the conductor, the um, uh, the stage management, having a team that was about creating art together just filled my soul with joy. And that was one of the hardest things to give up when I finally said goodbye to my operatic career. These days, I, you know, while I love the the opportunity to sort of make my own destiny, I have to be in charge of creating the collaboration. And that is sometimes challenging and expensive and um <laughs> and all of that. But but still that is something that gives me so much joy that that I I have to find a way to do it any any way that I can. So that's sort of what trig triggers me in the in the positive sense. Now I'm going to trigger you in another way based on uh, 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 the other question. Um, if you could collaborate with any famous person living or dead uh, to piggyback on the question I asked Sean, who would that person be? Ooh, um, you know what? I think that one of the first people that comes to mind in this musical space that I am right now, I would love to collaborate with Oscar Peterson. Wow. I think that having him at the piano and all of that inspiration and genius that he brought to music and jazz i i loved him when i was when i was younger and and uh playing uh cocktail piano <laughs> um and i just think that that would just be fabulous Wow. Fabulous. Well, your next album can be a celebration of him. Yes, absolutely. That's a great idea. Yes. So you get to pull your own mystery question, one or two. Uh, oh, is it one or two or is it one or three? 
It's one. Uh, well, it's now one or three. It's one or three. Oh, Very oh, good. Oh, you pay okay. attention. One or three. I am on top of it. Yes, you are on top and of it. Actually, I have to say that when when Robert picked four, I was like, oh, good, good, three is left. And then Sean picked. I kept saying to Sean, don't pick three. Don't pick three. And he picked two. So I picked three. Pick three, three is my favorite number. If you could live in a sitcom, which one would it be and why? If I could live in a sitcom. My life is a sitcom. Wow. That is. You'd probably have a lot of fun in Golden Girls. Well, no. You know what? You know what is the craziest thing, Sean? Is it the first sitcom that I thought of and I have absolutely <coughs> no idea why is Maud. <laughs> I thought about Maud. Um because she was a badass. Yeah. And I just I would just love to be around that energy and just yeah. like like soak up that vibe and get that courage that she has to just say whatever the hell she wants to say. So yeah. let's say Maud. Maud, have any of you seen the Family Guy episode where Peter is watching uh, the Maud opening and it's in a loop and it doesn't stop and it keeps going and going and going and he's screaming and then there's Maud and then oh. there's Maud and it keeps repeating and <laughs> it's like it's it's like a bro it's like the record is broken and it won't stop and then it keeps repeating it is one of the funniest things I'm going to send it to you you will die laughing it's one of the funniest things we're going to bring on our next guest she's been waiting very patiently but I want to tell everyone years ago I won a contest on TCM and I was flown out to California to present Jezebel at uh, Grauman's Chinese Theater. And it was one of the greatest highlights of my life. Uh, and, but in addition to this, and, you know, and so many people have said, you've got to have her on the show. And I'm going to have her on the show, a full show, because we are not going to be able to encapsulate everything this woman does in just a few moments. But... When she said yes to being on the show, I met her very briefly, and I think I shocked her today when I pulled these photographs up because I don't think she even remembered that we had met before. Look at us at the that night before I went on the red carpet. Look how glamorous she is. And here she is again. Mm -hmm. And she celebrates everything that is Hollywood. Carrie Bible is here and she's wearing very chic pajamas. Hello, Hello. Carrie. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Meet everyone on our panel. And I am thrilled that you are here. You um you get the chance to hobnob not only with celebrities who are with us, but you hobnob with celebrities who have passed on. You could say that, absolutely. <laughs> for sure. Do you want to explain? Uh, since 2002, I've been the official in-house tour guide at Hollywood Forever Cemetery. And I've been giving tours there every, pretty much every week for the last over 20 years. How did that begin for you? Oh, gosh. Well, I, as a little girl, I fell in love with classic Hollywood movies. And the universal horror films of the 1930s were my gateway drug. And I didn't like Barbies. I liked 
Bela Lugosi and Doris Karloff as every young girl absolutely should. <laughs> and I just fell in love with classic Hollywood. And I remember telling my parents, I have to go to Hollywood. I was like seven years old, but I knew very early on that's, that's what I wanted. Also, my mom and dad are very interested in history, particularly the Civil War. So they took me to battlefields, houses, and cemeteries growing up. So I got this steady dose of American history combined with the classic Hollywood. So I got a degree in film and I moved to Los Angeles in 2000 permanently. I saw Hollywood forever and just fell insanely in love as I hope everybody does. And I asked around, they didn't have a tour guide. And I thought, maybe that could be me. So I met with historian Mark Wanamaker, who's a mentor to me, and I met with the cemetery, and I've now been there since 2002. And in addition to that, you also do a cooking show that's on uh, YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, and how did that begin? And you, and the premise of the show is very interesting, if you want to explain to everyone what that's about. Sure. For quite some time, I've collected movie star recipes, even though I don't cook that much at all just for fun. And then lockdown happened and I thought, well, I can't go out to eat all the time or go to my friend's houses for food. So I have to like do something. And then I had this idea to do like a dinner party slash conversation slash cooking demo. So I just decided in lockdown to do it over Zoom. And I'm very fortunate to live here because I've met so many incredible film historians, authors, experts, fans. So I started this little show I call Hollywood Kitchen where I make the recipe of a classic film star and I get a, an author, historian, collector, fan, and we talk about their lives, their careers, their food. And when I first started doing this, I would always get people emailing me, you know, I really doubt they ever cooked or made that. And I'm like, well, that's kind of not necessarily the point. I mean, I know Joan Crawford did. I know Vincent Price did. A lot of them, Norma Shearer probably didn't even know where the kitchen was in her home, but <laughs> it's a fun way to approach looking at their lives, looking at them as human beings, you know, and not just icons, sex symbols, whatever. And it's fun to make historic recipes from 80, 90, 100 years ago. So I'm actually right now, you'll be interested to know I'm prepping a Betty Davis episode because Betty's got to get you ready for Thanksgiving. So November 20th at 1 p.m. on the West Coast, my friend Danny Miller and I and Kenton by Master of Warner Brothers. Danny is watching. Leaves this cranberry mousse on. Um, <coughs> cranberry wow. mousse. Cranberry mousse. Mm. Wow. Have you met Elizabeth Fuller or do you, uh, do you know about Elizabeth Fuller? I don't. Who is she? Oh, my God. Well, Elizabeth Fuller wrote an incredible book called Me and Jezebel. And uh, this great story, uh, Regina, Sean, Robert, if you don't know the story, uh, it, when Betty Davis was writing her last book, uh, her publisher reached out to Elizabeth. Betty Davis needed a place to stay while she was writing the book. Elizabeth Fuller lived in uh, Westport, Connecticut. And he asked, uh, she didn't tell her who was coming to stay with her, but Betty Davis moved in. And it was like the man who came to dinner. Uh, she was, it was supposed to be three weeks and it was six months. And uh, it uh, Betty Davis took over their lives. Oh and the book is, uh, she even did a, a, she wrote a play about it and it's hysterical. It's one of the funniest, the funniest thing there are, there's a scene where they go to McDonald's 
and Betty Davis uh, is sitting in the car and Betty Davis got tired of sitting in the car, comes in and of course, all everyone goes crazy because Betty Davis is in McDonald's and she starts <laughs> signing autographs. And before you know it, there's a line around the block. The media shows up, hears about it. The media shows up and it becomes this big media sensation that Betty Davis is in McDonald's signing autographs. And you've got to read the book. It's called Me and Jezebel, one of the funniest books <laughs> about a celebrity that I think I've ever read. So, Katie, I want to ask you, uh, Carrie, I'm sorry, uh, what triggers you these days? Hmm. Oh, gosh, that's a that's a good question. Um, I think I'm going to take Regina's path and maybe go with something positive. I like that. What Johnny Mercer said, accentuate the positive. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I really love collaborating, too. I agree with what Regina said, because nothing happens in a vacuum in life. Mm -hmm. And I just feel so lucky to know so many creative people that I have one very close friend who I do a lot of stuff with. And the minute I call her and go, Hey, so I've got this idea. Like that happens all the time. And she does that with me. So it just feels so refreshing and even like life-giving to be able to, I, I feel like a lot of us in the world need creativity. Like we, we need oxygen or water or food. It's just something that I can't live without. It keeps me sane and keeps me going when sometimes other things don't. So, And if there was some, I mean, you've had this great pleasure of meeting uh, a lot of celebrities, uh, rubbing shoulders with them, if you will. Uh, is there one particular celebrity that you would have loved to have met uh, and why? I love Valentino. I've been the lady in black for a lady in black for 20 years. So I, I'd mm -hmm. love to have met him, of course. Uh, outside the film world, I would love to have met um, a pioneering feminist, maybe someone like Victoria Woodhull, Nellie mm -hmm. Bly, some woman that really helped break down barriers in the world. Um, Amelia Earhart. The, the list is very, very long of incredible women I admire that it would have been fascinating to, to get to know. And if you could live in a sitcom, what would that sitcom be? I am a Golden Girls fanatic. In fact, I'm going to do a whole Golden <laughs> Girls Christmas tree this year. And I thought about doing homemade ornaments of the men of Blanche's boudoir. <laughs> I love that. But then I realized I would need a tree like the one in Rockefeller Center because she got a mint. So I got to figure out how that's going to work because my little LA apartment is not going to hold a tree that big. So I got to. Oh my God. Oh my God. That, that, what an incredible, incredible idea. Uh, that, that that's just great. And there's one question left and I'm going to give it to you. Uh, and the question is, in what area of your life are you playing too small? I can't imagine that you're playing too small in any area of your life. I, my friends and I kind of live by the go big or go home mm -hmm. credo. So like if we do something, it is all out. Um, That's a really hard question. Shoot. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Is that an okay answer? I don't That's know. That's an okay answer. That's an okay answer. You know, getting back to this interview last night with Michelle Obama, and I learned so much from her mother. 
who I fell in love with last night. And her mother said, first of all, she did not raise children. She raised adults. Mm. She said as she was raising her, she said that she wanted her children to know as they left to go to college, how to uh, do their own laundry, how to shop, how to deal with money, all these things, which I thought was a brilliant thing to do. And she said that she learned early on to be able to say, I don't know, Mm. is the greatest thing that a person Mm. could do because it took her, it got her off the hook. So that was great. So today, you know, as I do with these shows, um, because I am all about celebrating and I want to applaud Regina and Carrie uh, for saying we're going to take the high road because when people think of triggers, they always go most part for the negative. And so the fact that both of you said, we're going to go with something positive, uh, that is so, uh, you know, exciting to me. So we're going to talk about some of the national holidays today. And I'll start with you, Robert, uh, because today is a national American Teddy Bear Day. And I know I'm going to check my emails uh, very quickly. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, no, um, it did not. Um, it did not come in. Let's see if it went into my spam folder. Show you guys my Golden Girls Christmas ornaments. A friend just got me. Oh, oh my oh, wait, god! Wait, wait, wait! I gotta come back on camera. That's incredible. Oh my god! Where did he get those? I don't know. My friend Hazel gave these to me for a birthday present, but I think I'm gonna have to do homemade men of Blanche's boudoir for many reasons. I love that. That's great. That's great. So, Robert, do you have the pictures handy that of uh, that you can bring on that you can show us, or are they only on camera? I mean, on, only online. Oh, oh, my pictures. Yeah, I'm sure they're only online, but okay. I can tell you a story about my teddy bear. Oh, well, I'd love to hear your teddy bear story. When I was a, a little bitty kid, we moved around a lot. So we didn't have a lot of permanent things, but I had my Andy Panda doll, <laughs> my teddy bear doll. And the first theater I ever did, I saw a puppet show in a movie. So I tied strings to my teddy bear and did, had him dance in a neighbor's garage Aww. for the neighborhood kids. And it was so successful, we were gonna do it the next day, but the mean woman whose garage we did it in took my teddy bear and burned it. Oh burned it? Burned a teddy bear. Oh my God, that's I tragic. Had, I never had anything permanent again. Oh, we need to get this man a teddy bear. I'm sorry it didn't come through, but I sent you a picture of a teddy bear hung from a telephone wire, electric wire here in L.A. That's the only place you see teddy bears in L.A. is for some reason they hang them from telephone wires. Do you have a teddy bear now? Huh? Do you have a teddy bear now? No. I'm going to give you a teddy bear in black pajamas. There After you go. I lost my teddy bear, I never wanted anything. I'm going to get a Robert Patrick teddy bear. You know, there there's a store near us. Well, it used to be here. I haven't been there since COVID, but it used to be Build-A-Bear. I'm yes. going to get you a Robert Patrick teddy bear. That's where okay. I got mine. Can I see it? Can I see yours? Yes. So this is really a teddy rabbit. 
So I am not, I'm not wearing pajamas, but my teddy rabbit is. She's wearing a little robe with her little Hollywood sunglasses. Actually, I think, I actually think that we got her at Build-A-Bear in LA, actually. So this is my little, this is my little teddy bear. Yeah, Build-A-Bear. I remember oh, yes. when I was in high school, they had a line of teddy bears that were dressed and kind of named after classic movie stars. Yes. Like oh, Betty yeah. and Joan Wynn. I used to love those. I didn't own one, right. but I really admired them when I saw them. I will see if I can bring it up on camera. Uh, Sean, do you have a teddy bear? Yes, actually. I, I have my original teddy bear from when I was a little kid. My wife uh, uh, rescued it from the basement in my parents' house after my mom passed away and uh, we were just, you know, sorting through things and came, oh, look at that. We still have this. That's going home with us. So we have it. It's restored. It's one. Of, it's weird, too, because it's like hard, kind of. You know, it's really <laughs> old school. The, the, the arms and the legs swivel. And the head spins around. And, you know. But it's still, it's sitting right there uh, near the bed. Still just, you know, soaking up memories as teddy bears do, you know. <laughs> well, in New York, uh, Broadway uh, 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 Broadway uh, Cares, every year they used to do Broadway Bears. Mm. They did the Broadway Bears, B-E-A-R-S, and then they did the B-A-R-E-S. I was never asked to do that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, when I was performing as Carol Channing, uh, one year they had asked Carol Channing uh, they had built a Carol Channing Hello Dolly doll uh, there. Um, and they were not able, to, uh, she was not able to be there. She called me and asked if I would uh, present the bear in her absence. Oh my God. And so wow. I presented wow. the, uh, I did that year. And uh, <laughs> I thought that I could pull it up online, but I, I, I couldn't find it. So uh, there's a, uh, but it's on the internet somewhere out there. Uh, so let's see. Uh, today is also, uh, we talked about this, uh, National Family PJ Day. So we already know from Robert, because he's already told us, uh, uh, Sean, I'm going to ask you a very personal question. Uh -oh. Do you sleep in pajamas? No. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> so this is rare for me. So what about you, Regina? Um, I sleep in a t-shirt. Okay. I, I have various and sundry t-shirts. That's okay. what I sleep in. And Carrie? Oh, yes. I sleep in. I'm, for you, Richard, I'm wearing 1930s Bonewit Teller pajamas from Bonewit Teller. Oh, they're gorgeous. Wonderful. Wow. Bathroom. But these are about 90 years old and very fragile. So I don't wear them in my sleep. I wear more modern pajamas instead of my vintage ones. But if I'm laying around the house watching TCM or something, I do wear my vintage pajamas. Well, these are comfortable to wear on the house. You know, I, I do. I love wearing them. Um, today is International Girls Day. So Carrie and Regina, I celebrate both of you today. And Shellen Lubin, uh, great director. She's uh, directed, I think, for the last uh, X number of years. The Beast Awards uh, was scheduled to be here as well today. But unfortunately, she's not here. Um, so, uh, and I like this one. Uh, loosen up 
lighten up day. I really like that because I think that we've gotten all a little too tight in recent years. Do you all agree? Agreed. Yes. So, yes. So Absolutely. Robert, you I mean you are very active. You go out a lot. Um, what do you do to let your hair down just to go out and have a good time? Well, I took up singing a few years ago. We discovered by accident that I have perfect pitch. Wow. So I I sing a cappella because I, I don't need the accompaniment. I'd love to have it. But I I sing regularly at several tacky, eccentric reviews around LA, including <laughs> the uh, Planet Queer monthly review at the Ack Bar in Silver Lake. And right on my corner, a wonderful woman named Helene Udi holds a review in her beautiful front yard. She has a small town front yard here in the big city. Mm -hmm. She puts up a stage and folding chairs. And she, um, I'm honored to say she always wants me to open the show because she says it gives a touch of professionalism. So I sing a cappella. <laughs> that, that, believe me, the kinds of songs I write and sing let down my hair a lot. Oh, I love that. And what about you, Sean? Uh, outside of the business itself, what do you do uh, to let your hair down? I'll usually take a motorcycle ride or work on a bonsai tree. Wow. Those are my go-tos. Or cooking. Ah, time stops in the kitchen. Oh, I love to cook. Are you cooking for Thanksgiving? Of course. Yes. And you cook all the traditional dishes? Nope. <laughs> I live huh. with a Japanese girl. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. Yeah. Uh, so what is Thanksgiving like in your household, Sean? Uh, it's usually just quiet. Uh, for my wife and I, since we run around in circles so much, doing so many different things, a vacation, a holiday, a break is having no plans at all, not having to be anywhere at any specific time or doing anything in particular. And anything could happen and nothing could happen. And any of it is welcome. Yeah, doing, no doing nothing is the most underrated relaxation in the world. People are always saying, what do you want to do on your day off? I said, oh, stay home. Cutter, mm -hmm. may but I ask a you a question, Miss Bible? Yes. Uh, you say you work at the, you, you do a, lot, uh, a presentation at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. That's one of the things I do, yeah. but yeah. That's right behind Paramount, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And obviously you're very interested in movie memorabilia. Did you know that in the walls of Paramount Pictures, there is there was built in the 1920s, a love nest for Rudolph Valentino. You I heard it. that. I've been in it. <laughs> I met a man once who had the keys, and we went through bushes and found it built right into the Hollywood walls. That was so he could carry on his love affairs without any hotels knowing about it. Without I want to back up for a moment. You said that you were in uh, Rudolph Valentino's love nest. Yes, in the walls of Paramount Pictures. <laughs> And there aren't too many people who could say that. 
It was absolutely amazing. <laughs> well, I thought you might be interested to hunt for it. I've never been able to find it again because they look rather, they, they look askance at old men prowling through the bushes around the Paramount walls. Studio lots are so strict. I was just at a screening honoring anime Wong on the lot like a week ago. And a friend of mine took a picture of the soundstage and got kicked off the lot by security. So it's real hard to explore a studio Ooh, lot these days. Wow. Mm -hmm. wow. Anyway, I thought that would interest you. Oh, definitely. That's great. Regina, how are you spending Thanksgiving? Well, we're going to have a small Thanksgiving um, at our house. Um, uh, Sue Matsuki and her husband are going oh, to be joining us, which is really nice. Um, and it's so funny because I... I actually have and been he is thinking Japanese as well. Uh, he God. is indeed. Absolutely. And I have been actually hemming and hawing. You know, Christmas is my holiday because my birthday is um, in December and and Christmas is big around here. But I've actually been we usually don't decorate for Christmas until after Thanksgiving. But I'm wondering, I'm thinking since we're having people over that maybe I'm actually going to decorate for Christmas before Thanksgiving. So we have Thanksgiving dinner by the Christmas tree. So we'll we'll see. So we're gonna And of do... course that would set the perfect atmosphere for playing your new CD. <laughs> mm, look CD. at that! Well, uh, you I mean know. this CD <laughs> yes. right here? Uh, oh, hold on, hold, hold yeah. on, hold on for just one second. Uh, <laughs> here, uh, hold, hold that thought for just a second. Uh Carrie, how are you spending Thanksgiving? Well, my family is 3,000 miles away in Savannah, Georgia, so I, it's oh, too expensive oh. to go home for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm. So I tend to, tend to stay in L.A. for Thanksgiving, and I do like a friend's Thanksgiving. So everybody just yeah. brings one to two things. Mm -hmm. Everybody helps clean up. Everybody helps with dishes, set up, all that. So it's very laid back, no stress. And I'm going to be doing a lot of pie making, and I'm totally psyched about it. So. Regina? Yes. Give Sue my love. Oh, I will. And tell her to give me a call. I will. We're all together. I've got a little surprise for everybody. Uh, uh -oh. Because I've been like the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. I keep going back Yay. and forth. I've been pulling a little strings. And I've got a little surprise for everybody. Don't go anywhere. Uh, we're going to... I'm going to share something with everyone. And then after this, we'll do our giveaway. Everyone stick around, okay? Uh, mm -hmm. Regina, I got it on. So here oh, did you? Yes. Okay. I've been pulling strings here. Here it is. Oh, Lord. Thanks. Yeah. Here it is. This is a very last minute thing. But we got it. Here it is. <laughs> Upon this place. 
to certain shepherds brought tidings of the same how that in Bethlehem was born the son of God by name oh tidings of comfort and joy comfort and joy oh tidings of comfort and joy Oh my God, do I love this. Can we, give one, can we give one away, Regina? Absolutely. We could give three away. How about oh, that? No. And ask Sue if she wants to come and be in our Christmas concert. Oh, okay. I will. Absolutely. Time for new beginnings. Absolutely. Ask that sounds her. great. I would love it. So anyway, we're going to, uh, let's begin by, uh, like I said, um, we've got, uh, well, we're going to start with, uh, let's see uh, here. Uh, thank you all for being here. Uh, and this is for Sean, uh, number one, our sponsor uh, for today's show. Uh, and this will go to Mitch Morrow. Mitch, reach out to me and I will get you in touch. And we're going to give away three CDs. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, sure. But well, she's being magnanimous today. Absolutely. So Number one. Here we are. Joyce Glasgow, I will put you in touch with each other. Uh, and then we're gonna do another one. I love how this works. Natasha Lombardi, and one more. And thank you so much for your generosity. This is great. And Sherry Callahan. So uh, all yes. of you get in touch with me, and I will I'll put you all in touch uh, with Regina. And she may even sign them for you. Uh, yeah, well, both Sean and I signed them. So absolutely. Well, that's great. And um, and uh, I can do one more, and uh, we will fly you out to L.A. to help you decorate uh, Carrie's Christmas tree. Uh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> I need help wow. making ornaments. Yeah. Actually, there's a you lot know, of ornaments Blanche's life, and we may even, you know, uh, let you. Robert may give you uh, a tour of uh, uh, Robert Valentino's love nest. Uh, you know, anything is possible. <laughs> anything is possible here on Richard Skipper celebrates. I want to thank you all for being here today. I want to say my closing remarks. And then I'm going to turn it over to you, Robert. Uh, you will uh, be next in line, and then you will pick the next person, and then that person will pick the next person until the last person is standing. And when the last person is standing, don't worry about how to say in the show. As soon as you say goodbye, the final credits will roll. I want to thank you all for being here today. Um, Doug McAllister is asking, how can they buy a CD? 
Oh, um, okay. So they can buy a CD by going to my website, reginazona.com. And they can get a physical CD that is an autographed copy, like the one that I'm holding right now. Um, or they can get a download of the entire CD. So reginazona.com. And, um, and, uh, and they, it will be shipped to them or they can get it immediately. And just to let everybody know, uh, all of the information for everybody who's on today's show will be on the YouTube channel. So uh, just get in touch with me if any of you have any questions about any of the guests on today's show. I want to thank you all for being here today. Uh, as I said, the word of the day is innovation. Uh, be innovative in everything that you do, in the people that you deal with, in every decision that you make. I love what Regina and Carrie said. Think about the triggers. What triggers you? What triggers you positively? Think about that as you go through uh, the days. Uh, last Tuesday, as all of us were sitting on the edges of our seats and how the election was going, no matter what side you were on, um, a dear friend of mine, an astrologer, uh, said, uh, Aaron Grelor, uh, said, when you cast your ballot, and I did this, he said, cast your ballot and just say these words, I'm doing this for the good of all concerned. And I got to thinking about that. And as I leave my house and I go for my walk in the morning, every person that I encounter uh, everything that I say, every post that I put on social media, everything that I do, this show is for the good of all concerned. It's what we put out into the world. And it's how we in in interact with each other. Uh, it's what we decide to do. Uh, I've said this over and over and over again, and I will say it again. When it comes to social media, uh, we are all, none of us are responsible for what anyone else does on this planet, but we are all responsible for how we respond to it. Mm -hmm. When you see a post, you can do uh, one of three things. You can hit the like button, you can leave a comment, and you can hit the share button. Every single person on this pan uh, panel today uh, is an artist. And all any of us want, including all the people that are watching the show, either live or later, all of any of us want is to be acknowledged, always. Mm -hmm. Every single person on this planet wants to be acknowledged. The strife in this world is because people feel that they are not being acknowledged. And when we acknowledge each other, it changes the trajectory of our lives. That's all we need to do. And when you see something negative on social media, hit the delete button, hit the hide button. And if someone continues to do that, either block them, hide them, or just get them out, you know, leave. You know, I've been telling everyone that I'm leaving Facebook. Um, I've decided, uh, I like Brigadoon, I'm gonna, I may show up like once a month. Um, <laughs> you know, for a day, for a day. Wait, isn't Brigadoon a hundred years? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, okay, gonna once a month, a hundred years. Regina, I'm gonna throw a caution to the land. I'm gonna be around to do this. And maybe Facebook won't be around every hundred years. So uh, I'm gonna, my hundred years, <clears throat> a month feels like a hundred years, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, yeah. Yes. So mm -hmm. that's gonna be my way of dealing with it. I just need to set boundaries and I think that's the best way for me to deal with it. Uh, but 
I also end every show, those who follow the show knows know this, by telling everyone uh, to go out and do something nice for somebody else without expecting anything in return. I tell everyone to go into your database, your address book, whatever it is that you use these days, and reach out to someone that you haven't spoken to in a while. There's been a lot of passings away lately. Uh, I mean, my dear friend Jay Rogers just recently. And I'm finding that people that we haven't spoken to in a while are passing away. And then all of a sudden, everyone's posting a selfie with that person or a photograph with that person or their favorite memory with that person. And I'm thinking, wouldn't that have been nice if that was there a week, a month, two months ago, Mm -hmm. uh, so that they could have seen what it was. Last Saturday, I did a celebration of uh, Susan Schulman. And Kathleen Chalfant said that Susan didn't really realize how much she was appreciated and loved in this business. And there are so many people that I know who don't feel that they are truly appreciated. And I think it's important that we take the time to do so. Um, I've always ended my show by telling everyone uh, that, as my dear friend Sean, uh, Sean Moniger always says, we're all in this together, but we're not in the same boat. But mm. I read somewhere that we are all in the same storm, but we're in different boats. Some of us are in yachts. Some of us are in dinghies. Some of us are in rafts. Some of us are in canoes. I don't care what size boat you're on. Make sure you bring a skipper along. So I'm going to leave on that note. And I'm going to turn it over to Robert Patrick. Uh, and then, Pro- Robert, you'll pick the next person. Make it a better tomorrow. You know you can. Robert. Well, I'm Robert. going to sing a song that... Sean and Regina can have in their next Christmas album. Okay. Be of good cheer, here Christmas comes. So the worst is over and the night will pass away. Come with me and together we will see that the sun is coming up a little brighter every day. Hear the towers feel their bells while the Christmas carol tells. That if Christmas comes, another Christmas comes, always Christmas comes to light the way, to light the way, to light the way. <laughs> take it, Sean. <laughs> That's sweet. Sean, I love take it. Take it. Okay. Well, I'm just going to say thank you to everyone for watching. And thank you, Regina, for your trust and your friendship. It's been a delight collaborating and making music with you. And um, I hope everybody enjoys what we've come up with. And I'm going to actually pass it on to you, Carrie. Well, thank you. Uh, And thank you to Richard Skipper for having me on today. And uh, Thank you to everybody like Regina and all the other guests and everybody who works hard to create art of any kind, be it music, movies, books, plays, anything, because I think art is one of the true things that makes our world worth being in. Excellent. 
Okay, I guess I'm the last one standing. <laughs> so here I am staring at myself. So I just want to thank you so much, Richard, for uh, inviting me and and Sean to uh, to share this celebration with you. I'm so honored that that you asked. Um, and I we just we have our CD out, but we also have a uh, a CD release concert, our celebration to uh, to celebrate this particular CD on December 11th. If you're in New York City, it's uh, at the Triad Theater on 72nd Street uh, at 5 p.m. And the link to get tickets will be in the comments uh, when Richard posts this. So that's great. But I guess I'm going to leave this with one more thing to sort of like put a bookend on what Richard said. Um, you know, I have a signature quote, I guess which I stole from Mary Kay Ash, who was the founder and creator of Mary Kay Cosmetics. And I, I adjusted the quote just a little bit for my own personality, but basically the quote is, the only response to the question, how are you, is fabulous. And the thing is that if somebody asks you how you are, if you respond with fabulous, it is going to change their mood and changing their mood is going to change your mood. So you're just passing positivity around the world. So I hope that you all have a fabulous night and thank you so much for having us, Richard. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.